Welcome to the latest edition of Spotlight, a PEI media podcast that looks at the latest trends in private markets. I'm Adam Lay, news editor at Private Equity International. I recently sat down with two executive recruiters, Mary Gay Townsend from US-based Norgay Partners and Simon Nixon from UK-based Carpenter Faraday. The bulk of our discussion was about the recruitment trends in the secondaries world, and you can find our episode on that topic where you found this podcast and at secondariesinvestor.com. At the end of our discussion, I asked them about what's going on in the investor relations and fundraising world in the wider private equity market. I wanted to know whether more GPs are bringing IR professionals in-house as opposed to using external placement agents. The answer I got from Mary Gay and Simon was surprising. They said they're seeing firms doing both. Here's Mary Gay. You know, I think clients really think about, they get to a point where they really do need to bring someone in-house beyond the managing partner who goes out to raise funds using a placement agent. There's no reason you can't do both. So you have someone internally who really runs the process, holds key relationships, builds those relationships, and then leverages a placement agent for their key relationships and understanding of any particular market whether it's Asia or parts of the U.S. or parts of Europe, where they can take advantage of that, those relationships. So I think, I think we're finding clients are inclined to do both. Um, yeah, I think, I think there's a sort of misunderstanding that, you know, a placement agent, whilst providing a sort of an advisory service is there when you're raising money, whereas investor relations in whatever form it's, it's given is there to manage existing relationships and provide information to clients to make sure, you know, keeping them simply happy with performance. And that in itself is a job that a placement agent can't do all the time. It's, it moves on once the fund is, uh, is raised, albeit they do stay in contact. So having someone in-house doesn't essentially mean they're doing the job as a placement agent. But when they reach a certain size, and naturally it makes sense for more organisations to have their own internal capital raising team. But meaningful capital raising team has to be of size and therefore it comes with an associated cost. In other words, as Simon goes on to say, firms are constantly assessing whether building an expensive IR team in-house is going to be worth it something small and successful firms in particular grapple with. I guess there's a cost-benefit analysis that goes into it is you get all the resources of a placement agent which essentially if you're small and you're a maybe a second-time fund you simply couldn't afford to have that in-house and that ability to access investors and know really the, the investors that are going to invest in your fund and why is not something that really you have you don't have that I guess would you call it intellectual property a placement agent does and as the, the relationship between GP and placement agent matures of course it may move from being a, an all-out doing everything from your project management to distribution globally to maybe only helping you distribute and raise capital in Asia where you may have expertise yourself in say Europe and you have your own person doing that um, you may need expertise from a placement agent in a certain geography or even to some extent if you have a high flow of information that's requested from investors RFPs and DDQs some placement agents will also do some of the heavy lifting which is simply more administrative during a, during a fundraising process so, th- so they're there for, for many different purposes other than what I guess you sometimes see publicly that they provide much more tailored solutions to clients and sometimes simply more advisory services which happens before they even go out to fundraise so to say that um, you know having in-house would override or, or be the death knell for a placement agent it was I think that's certainly not true because they actually complement each other and work very well together in fact we work with many of our placement agent clients and their clients to help them recruit internal people um, to help support the fundraising process 
So that if they have a strong internal person, that will help the placement agent in actually getting things done. So actually they work sort of almost hand in glove in a way. And that's a very successful relationship we have with many placement agents and their clients. Did you hear that? Having an in-house IR team does not sound the death knell for relationships with external placement agents, according to Simon. Okay, so let's say you build an in-house IR team. How can they work with placement agents and what exactly would the two groups focus on? Here's Mary Gay. Well, and they can be really strategic partners and to identify where the areas of challenge where they haven't been successful in raising capital and they can work with the placement agent to strategize about that. And, you know, finding someone in-house, to Simon's point, you don't have to have one or the other. There's no reason to use both. I sort of think about it as recruiting. You know, there there's always this, well, recruiting, you know, you bring an in-house recruiting team, you don't need recruiters anymore. Well, in fact, you do need recruiters, especially when there are challenges to any search. It's very similar in a lot of ways to the fundraising. You really need experts that know the market, that are going to be able to talk to you about these are the funds that are in the market. This is who you're competing against. Here's how you want to be thoughtful. Here are LPs you might not have thought about, like we should be tapping into. And that's really what the best placement agents are doing. They're really sort of the strategic piece of fundraising. That's all for today. If you want to hear more episodes, you can check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, and PEI's various titles online. For Private Equity International, I'm Adam Lay. Thanks for listening.